Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Ripper and the Gremlin. So uh, this is episode 14, and if you thought there was something wrong with the title, uh, you'd be correct. We're actually missing the teller today. So the teller? Yeah, the teller is not going to be a part of this episode, he's, unfortunately. He's not going to um, be telling anyone anything. He's not going to be telling, but with good reason. You know, we haven't just kicked him off. He will be back. Do not worry. The teller <laughs> is not a permanent uh, you know, exclusion. He is coming back. Uh, it's just for this week and potentially next week. And it is due to self-isolation because we're rule followers like that and we are doing our part. Um, but yeah, so this week is going to be a bit of a shorter episode um, considering there's only two of us. And, you know, we're just going to kind of go with it and see see how it goes. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's, uh, you know, so yeah, unfortunately, um, our teller, our beloved teller um, has uh, had to self-isolate for the next two weeks and um, he's ordering some some equipment for him to be able to record separately. Um, however, we're not sure whether or not he'll be able to do that for next week's episode. Um, mm-hmm. But so worst case scenario, he'll be out this week and next week. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're going to go with the episode anyway, because we wanted to make sure that we brought you all all the week's news um, that we could gather. Um, but you will have to bear with us because obviously this was actually this news was dropped on us today. Um, so <laughs> we're, we're kind of short on our segments for today. So it's going to be, yeah. it's a, you know, we're just going to have some fun and do a bit of improv and uh, yeah, go yeah. with it. Yeah, we just thought, uh, you know, an episode um, that, you know, was here is better than no episode at all. So, so we'll just see. We'll see how it goes and we'll, we'll get right into it and, and start off with the, the news as we always do. So uh, a piece that I wanted to start with um, is something we've talked about quite a few times. And that is uh, Marvel's Avengers game. Um, absolute shambles. <laughs> yeah, like, li- and that's literally what I wanted to talk about. And oh, it's really? quite... Yeah, it's quite, you know, kind of weird. I, I just instantly assumed, you see the name, um, Crystal Dynamics is not a small company either, and you see, no. you see them having that kind of name, and you think, wow, no matter what, that's going to sell. Um, but the thing is, is Marvel's Avengers actually hasn't been doing very well of late, um, and the players are actually dwindling. Uh, so you can actually look at player counts, um, especially for something like on PC. Uh, you can look at Steam charts, and... I actually looked myself and the numbers are kind of sitting around an average player's uh, count of 1,500. No way. Yeah. Like you can actually, you can go and look at that yourself. Um, when I looked, the peak was, I think, 2,200 in 24 hours. So over a whole day, the most players at one time was 2,200, um, which for a name like Marvel's Avengers is not anywhere near what they would be expecting. No, that kind of concurrent players. Um, and they've actually acknowledged this and they, they've said that they are confident that they will see PC players return as well as uh, the other platforms because obviously we can easily see the PC players aren't really there. Um, whereas consoles are a bit more kind of closed about their, uh, their player accounts. Mm. But yeah, like 1,500 when I looked. That that's obviously cool. just, just a, that was a, um, you know, a decent time as well. That was probably around like 5, 6 p.m. Um, UK time. So, like, not a bad time to be checking. No. And 1,500. Um, yeah, and it's only getting lower. So, clearly, they are, you know, this game is such a massive disappointment to fans. Um, it's, it's terrible as well when you think, like, if this was um, even, a, you know, a AAA game made by another company, um, but it was, uh, 
not with the title of, um, you know, if it was like a new IP and it, it didn't have yeah. anything Marvel, anything Avengers in the title, you can kind of understand why that may happen. But with a, mm-hmm. with a name like that on the, on the box, on the cover, yeah. you do not expect these kind of figures there. No, not at all. And that's what I mean. It's just kind of, this is why I wanted to talk about it. It's just kind of so shocking. Like when I saw that number, I was just completely blown away just because of the name, like you said. Um, yeah. I mean, these, these types of numbers you'd expect from a new IP. Yeah, like, yeah, of course. You'd expect from like, oh, I'll, I'll just try it. And then there's like 1,500 people on PC that are kind of like, oh, it's all right. I'll keep playing it. Yeah, yeah. But this is Avengers and they're getting that low of player count. And the fact I, that, I, yeah, and, and, like the fact that they've actually had to release a statement saying they're confident they're going to come back. I'm not confident. No, I I think that almost sounds like they're not confident. It sounds like a little bit because you know, why, why even have to release a statement to confirm that if they should just have the player base already? Exactly. And that is the point. They should have the player base. Yeah. It's Avengers. And and like I said, I expected it fully to sell well because of that. Um, so they've said that the way they're going to do this is to kind of keep balancing and updating mm-hmm. and hope they'll come back essentially. And I'm just not sure that in the, this is going to be like a long-term thing. I just, I'm not sure in the short term, this is going to be something that is achievable. No. Um, raising a player base like this is hard when you're, you know, from day one. So yeah. they did start off a bit better, but from what I can see, they didn't really ever have a huge player base. It just kind of, started off meh and then dwindled into what is essentially like th- this could be an indie game with 1500 players like yeah. that's low so it is quite worrying for crystal dynamics as a company and but i think it kind of shows that you can't just rely on a name you know like we thought we, you can't just slap marvel's it's avengers that it's gonna sell because of that yeah and i think they were probably quite um surprised when this this happened and they've had to make this statement like they probably weren't expecting something like this to happen. They, they probably were in the in a way thinking, mm, so what, it's Marvel's Avengers. But yeah, so I mean, obviously we keep looking at the game and um, we'll keep updating you of anything that happens. But I don't want the game to die. I kind of, no. I've always been like interested in it. I mean, we always talk about this. We've always wanted to kind of like get into it. And every time we do, we kind of go, mm, no, nah, it's doesn't look great and i if they are confident enough to to keep balancing keep updating then maybe one day we'll be talking about it and being like oh do you remember when there was only 1500 players yeah um and i hope that day comes but right now it seems like a long way off so it does i'm shocked just as much as you are um i'm shocked but i'm also not because i I kind of have seen the negativity from this game like we've spoken about Mm -hmm. before and i think a lot of people have jumped on that like jumped on that bandwagon of of there's massive like issues with this um and or some issues anyway and i think that has probably caused the the player base to dwindle but like you say the biggest shocker really is just that it's got marvel on the title and it's not selling as well as it should be Mm -hmm. yeah so now what before you move on um Mm -hmm. we obviously did our own our own news pieces this week our own research and everything like that and um I actually nearly picked this as a bit of news and I'm so glad. Oh, really? I did. Yeah. I, <laughs> for, for me to stumble upon this um, shows that it's really out there as well, like for to be yeah. seen you know, for people. So, yeah, yeah. I, I instantly saw it. Like before I picked it, I, I saw it a few days before and I was like, oh, I think I might talk about that just because I like to bring this kind of thing up. Um, because I like to talk about uh, how companies are dealing with these things as well, not yeah. just like, oh, that game's bad, you know, yeah. like we'll well, talk it, about the, the reasons, the ifs, the buts, the whys, yeah, exactly. But that actually brings me on to my next segment, which, um, if if we have any recurring listeners, 
Mm. It's time for corporate beef. This has got to be my corporate beef part six, is it? I I think it could be four, but no one knows. Uh, And Chris isn't here to have a guess either. But um, I know Chris will um, will listen to this and he'll get to hear this week's corporate beef. Yeah. So if you haven't been following along, uh, Epic Games is essentially suing uh, Apple. Uh, Apple. 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 I don't know That's what I'm trying to. Epic. Yeah. It's because I'm looking at both the words and my <laughs> mind was just like, hmm, mix them now. Like because it's been so long of looking at Apple versus Epic, and I'm just like, Epic. Can that anyway. be? Oh my god, that could be their little like um, beef slogan. Like it's like. The epic beef. Like, yeah, I was getting, oh my god! I think I think that's better than yeah. Corporate beef has turned into epic beef. Yeah, there you go. That's the title right there. Yeah. But yeah, so let me try that again. Epic Games is suing Apple and uh, Google's Play Store for mm-hmm. essentially what uh, they're calling the uh, walled garden model, which is they're keeping. Um, you know, they're keeping developers out of the loop and they're kind of uh, taking too much of a cut um, from microtransactions, which kind of hinders the mobile gaming industry. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's that's been the gist of it, if you haven't been following along. Um, and obviously there's just been back and forth. And today I wanted to talk about um, the, the recent occurrence, and that is that the, uh, the judge who is overseeing the case, Judge Rogers, um, has had some uh, a statement that he actually claims that uh, the whole case could have a significant and serious ramification on the gaming industry as a whole. Um, And yeah. And to explain why he thinks that he claims that because of how PlayStation Xbox and Nintendo charge the same 30% on microtransactions, Mm. uh, it basically was following the exact same thing they're going up against. Um, And he's saying that they're going to be brought into it. Um, because of that, like, you know, uh, legally, if uh, you can't say, oh, that person's doing it, but that one, that person's okay to do it. Yes. Yeah, like, <clears throat> you know, if I killed someone and you killed someone, I would both go to prison. It wouldn't be a case of, mm, no, yeah, yeah. he had reasons for doing it. You, you still committed the crime. Um, so that's why he's saying that PlayStation, Xbox, and Nintendo are going to be pulled into this essentially. Right. Um, and uh, it, the way that Epic has kind of argued against it um, actually brought a lot of kind of knowledge to what I didn't know. And so Epic has argued that the console fee um, of Xbox, Nintendo and PlayStation charging their 30% is justified. So they're actually on the side of the consoles. They don't want to attack them um, because of the platform holders significant investment in hardware. Mm-hmm. Now this is the bit I didn't actually know. Uh, it's known that consoles are often sold at a loss compared with like everything else right so that is how consoles are sold so cheaply and i did not know that till then no um that microsoft and sony will sell consoles at a loss but they are betting or not betting they're relying on um games they're relying on their games and other people's games to bring in the extra money um and to make it worth it so they're basically making it accessible to get to the games that will make them money um, which I had no idea. And honestly, when I read that, I kind of agree with Epic because um, when Apple produce a new phone, there is no way they're making a loss. <laughs> they're not making a loss off of it, yeah. They're charging like a grand for an, you know, an iPhone new 11. IPhone. Yeah. And it, it's like, there is no way. It, there is absolutely no way. One, they're making a loss. Two, they have any plans um, 
yeah. of it being like a gaming device you know like that's a mobile yeah. phone and yeah, gaming yeah. is a bonus for them yeah, um yeah. an xbox will be sold at a loss and then um obviously they'll be making their money back through the the microtransactions and the games um the other things that that obviously will happen is over time so an xbox one now mm. um all, its price hasn't decreased an incredible amount um and obviously it will be a lot cheaper to produce so that's the other reason that they sell them at a loss to begin with right is because eventually the the price of the hardware to produce will actually go down does that right. make sense so yeah, yeah, so yeah. now to produce an xbox one in a factory will be so so much cheaper than it was when it came out however many years ago like eight yeah uh, years ago yeah. so they kind of are planning for the future as well so but like I said, Apple are bringing out phones every year or every, I'm pretty sure it's still every year. I think um, it's pretty much every year, yeah. Yeah, they're bringing out phones. Maybe there was a year off because of uh, current events, but either way, it's normally every year and they're charging a premium for the phone um, where they make a huge profit just on the phone. Whereas consoles are investing in gaming. They're, they're, they're adding right. to that yeah, ecosystem. Yeah, yeah they're, they're kind of saying, we want to make gaming accessible mm-hmm. and we want to profit from the games. Whereas yeah, Apple course. is not doing that. They're making a profit on their phone and then saying, oh, look, I'll also have my hand in that buy and yeah. get an extra profit. On top of so, it. Yeah. So I kind of agree with Epic in that. Yeah, manner. of course. I mean, but, we've kind of been Team Epic most of the way, haven't we? Oh, yeah, definitely. But I can see how this could have ramifications for PlayStation, Xbox, and Nintendo. Because mm. like I said, if they're committing, you know, if it de- is deemed a crime, technically they would be committing it. And then you would have to look at, well, can there, you know, that be justified with what Epic's put across? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so obviously th- this case could end up, uh, you know, getting a lot bigger than what it originally started at. But I kind of uh, hope it does in a way, just because it's going to keep us get- bringing the corporate thing <laughs> in uh yeah i want it to get bigger but Apic, i don't want it Apic to get episode we're gonna have like epic themed episode <laughs> i just don't want it to get to the point where it's too big and you know yeah it causes are starting charging more yeah. because of you know well, just let me buy the so, next gen first and then we'll i just want it. apple to lose yeah them to like <laughs> you know back down a little bit reduce it to like 20 percent. yeah you know do do something nice for a change um because when was the last time apple did anything, did anything nice, nice realistically you know so but yeah, so it's essentially becoming an argument of um, how Apple and the Play Store, how their communities are different to console communities. Yeah, of course. Um, and then it's kind of the, they start going into the like the nitty gritty of like, oh, well, you need mains power for like a you know a non mobile device, and then people are like, what about a Switch? <laughs> so basically, it's getting really messy right now with yeah, like course, yeah. the the specifics. But yeah, so that is your corporate beef for the week. Hopefully, <laughs> cool. we'll have more. Uh, maybe next week I mean, yeah hopefully <laughs> hopefully it will be good i really don't want corporate beef just so i can say if it lost the you know the war yeah uh, i would yeah, like just good that, corporate that, beef yeah that's not what we want though <laughs> but yeah so that is corporate beef hmm. uh, which to be fair my next piece of news um is also corporate beef it has a tiny bit of corporate beef and Perfect. i just wanted to talk about it because i thought it was quite funny um so amd um a competitor to intel if okay. anybody doesn't know so um they also make graphics cards but their main thing is kind of uh central processing units or cpus um for consumers mm-hmm. um so amd has recently announced its zen 3 uh ryzen 5000 series cpus which look great they look really good um and intel have kind of run the show for especially for yeah. gaming yeah, yeah um so like steam charts will show that um intel has like 75 percent uh users 
whereas AMD is kind of at 25, but it is on the rise and it has been for a few years. So AMD is kind of in the, you know, the underdog position. It has been for quite some years. Um, but with these new series, like 5,000 series CPUs, it's looking to the point where they might actually start to gain ground. Right. And um, this, this is what I kind of wanted to talk about. So not only did I wanted like to make people aware of the CPUs and they, they look really good, um, uh, but they release on November 5th. Okay, so quite soon. And um, the thing I wanted to talk about is Intel was just, they just had to be a little bit sly. Because they, they'd probably got wind. They'd heard a few rumors that AMD, you know, had these like, yeah. you know, actual um, pretty like darn good CPUs. And they, the night before AMD announces these CPUs, Intel says, like announces that they're bringing out a new 11th gen in wow. 2021 called Rocket Lake. And that's all they give us. They don't give us any like details like they, you know, just 2021. Yeah. But because they've got the name already, they they don't, they feel like they don't need to, they just need to just drop a little announcement. Exactly. And that's what kind of gets me is they're snidely just like, chuck this. But yeah, yeah, just so they can be um, like in my head, they panic a little bit, you know, they, they see, Oh, Oh God, this is actually something that's going to stand against us. Potentially. We'll Um, just drop a little hint now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. We drop a little name out there and then people that want to come over to us will wait till 2021. Mm. Um, but yeah, so it's like just that sly little bit of sly little dig in there. Yeah. Um, especially when they're releasing in November 5th. So they actually are in a major upper hand AMD for this yeah, um, for kind of time. generation. Yeah. And I really want them to do well. I want, cause I'm a little bit of an Intel fanboy, but I do want to have that choice without it being like, mm. I kind of like, you know, if I pick AMD, I'm always going to have slightly less, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of at that point where Intel will always, uh, have always just been that little bit better where it's like, yeah, there's no real point. If I'm going for like, you know, an expensive build, there's no point. So I do want them to be a, a you know, really good competitor where yeah, it's yeah, like sure. a 50-50 and it comes down to preference. Um, but yeah, so I just wanted to 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 make people aware of that this is going why on. we have the the rocket lake as it's called um gen announced and it, i'm pretty sure it's because of amd announcing it yeah um, and and they're panicking but yeah, yeah try so, to get a little bit in there mm-hmm, just just that name see now you know about rocket lake you'll be thinking of it so if you yeah. are looking for a new cpo and you're listening to this you're going to be thinking oh rocket lake but, the, but amd are coming out sooner so you know whatever you want but I like to see. I do like to see where it's going. I kind of want to see, you know, what happens with AMD if it keeps yeah. this steady rise where it does yeah, get to sure. the point where it either matches or overtakes. Yeah, but, of yeah. So oh, that's well, my my news for the week. That's your news wrapped up. Okay, so um, yeah. I will go straight on to mine. Um, and I've got something that I know you are interested in. Uh, well, not just interested, but you really want to talk about. So yeah, um, I'm glad I picked this this week. Uh, so I'll start off. Uh, in fact, all of mine this week are oh sorry, all but one are gaming related. So um, we'll go through those first. Um, PS Five. Uh, they recently released a trailer for um, a game coming out for them, which is Godfall. Um, mm-hmm. This isn't the first trailer, uh, but this one is was titled the Combat Trailer. Um, it released not long ago. Uh, Bradley, I'm sure you've seen it. I've, I've obviously seen it. Um, I just kind of wanted to go through, number one, what the trailer was about. Um, obviously, combat is the in the title but go through a bit about it and also just kind of talk about the game in general um so Mm -hmm. this 
this trailer, it, it looks awesome. Um, but there was a couple of, I wrote some bullet points down and stuff about the trailer and about the game itself. And I kind of want to just go through them. So um, yeah. number one, the game looks so pretty and pretty mm-hmm. is the word I'm going to use. Yeah. Um, so the first thing that I noticed um, in the initial trailer and also this one is the color scheme, uh, which is so vibrant. Um, yeah, it, that's like, what I was going to say. It's, it's so bright, such, isn't it? It is. It's so um, in your face with the color, but but not but in, in a good way. Or yeah, way. It's it's so yeah. It's just it looks amazing. Um, and I really like the color scheme because the game kind of looks like. Don't get me wrong. I don't know the, the you know the nitty gritty about about the storyline or anything, but the game kind of looks sort of neo uh, and futuristic anyway. Um, but but at the same time, not futuristic with the weaponry and things like that but it just looks so enticing like the yeah. so um like um enjoyable to look at and yeah, that definitely. was kind of the main thing about the trailer that drew me in um because i just i was watching the trailer for for the combat and stuff just to see a bit more in detail about it but i just couldn't help but just take in really that just how incredible everything looked but based on color um and mm-hmm. it, it feels like no color was spared during that game um, yeah so <laughs> i agree I, I really that that straight away is a massive um thumbs up for me um the trailer itself uh, it focuses on the different types of enemies uh different types of combat strategy um and also puts some cool little finish moves and things like that into play and shows you what they look like and how cool the game can look um Correct me if I'm wrong, because I think, Bradley, you probably know more about the game than I do, but am I right in thinking that it's, in a weird way, a little bit Souls-like? Um, um, not not to the extent that, you know, I know full well it's not to the extent of Souls games, but as in, it looks pretty input timing-based and very strafey, very dodgy, very yeah, counter I think it would... Yeah, it definitely has some of that um, yeah. kind of thing. I think it falls more into just general hack and slash, but yeah, yeah it does... Um, it does have, have that some kind sort of, of elements. Yeah. I mean, the, so the, the trailer shows you um, like the, the, the game comes that you can play as a quite a few different classes, um, which all have their own sort of weaponry, their own sort of um, play style. Mm-hmm. Um, this one trailer, so it didn't solely focus on one character, but it did definitely emphasize the kind of lo- the knight looking character with the, sh- the sword and shield. Um, and it showed yes. you quite a lot of their, um, the different moves um, and how you can implement them against different enemies. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of um, throwing the shield, which I thought was really cool. It's a bit like Captain America's shield kind of mm-hmm. you know, spin throw it and it come back to you that, that I thought was cool. Um, and some like elemental looking dash attacks and things like that. And overall, I think the game has a lot of potential um, and I actually Definitely. think it's really good. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not really sure. This is one thing I did want to say though, is I'm actually not sure how I feel about the game. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Why? Well, when it was announced, I thought it sounded incredible. Then I saw the trailer yeah. and I thought, okay, this looks really cool. Um, like I saw the early alpha footage and stuff. Um, but then for some reason, I'm not even sure why I kind of just all of a sudden just, I watched the trailer and I was a bit like, I don't know if this game interests me or not. Like, I think it could <laughs> potentially. Um, yeah. But at the same time, I'm not sure. But but the one thing in this trailer which really saved it for me um, was the 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 mentioning again that the game is obviously can be played co-op with another with a squad. Yeah. See, that's um, that's why I'm like super interested. That's what that's then again pulled me back onto it. Um, and I, I'm not sure. So what, do you do you know what what it actually is like? What genre? 
Not really. No, I mean, I've seen. So it's it's basically been described as a hack and slash, uh, hack and slash loot 'em up. Right. So Straight it's away. made. I'm pretty sure it's made by uh, Gearbox, who make Borderlands. Right. So it's it's a looter. Like so there's just going to be constantly. Like, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that's how they've kind of described it. Is that first, like so that Destiny, that Borderlands feel. Yeah but with a melee-based system. So they wanted to kind of change the way we, we kind of... Yeah, because obviously we've got quite a few kind of loot and ups with, with FPSs. Um, so I think they were kind of like, let's make a third-person hack-and-slash loot map. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like with a heavy co- uh, focus on combat, which obviously I was instantly like, yes, heavy focus on combat is great. Um, but yeah, so it's meant to be like a co-op loot map. So that's why I'm like super into it because yeah. we're constantly looking for co-op games. So mm. I, I was just like instantly like, oh, this could be perfect for me. Like a co-op loot em up with like a heavy melee focus. And it just, it sounds amazing to me, but yeah, um, it does, it does look good. And, that, and when you've described it that way, it kind of does sound more enticing to me as well. Um, I think it's definitely a game for me though, that I would only play if I had other people to play it with. Oh yeah, same. I don't, I don't think I, I could agree. play it alone. I think I, it yeah. would, would bore me. Um, but yeah, it's. I just kind of want to praise it though, just for the actual way the game looks. To be honest, I know I've rambled about that, but um, I, that really for me was the number one attraction. Um, the, the way the game looks itself and the fact that um, it does look very next gen as well. Um, mm-hmm. which is yeah, definitely. Which is good. Um, so yeah, I mean that, that's all I really want to say about it. The trailer looks good. It, it has my interest. Um, a bit more so now that you've described it a bit more but um yeah we'll see i mean it's not it's not definitely not going to be a game i rush out to get straight away um but at the same time i probably will eventually own it so yeah Mm -hmm. um but yeah that that was all i want to say about that one um moving away from that we're going to go on to something slightly different um and that is xbox um xbox official uh they have recently announced a giveaway competition um now this giveaway competition uh is classed as the hall of fame xbox series x giveaway um what it basically is uh is they are going to be giving away an xbox series x as included in the title um they're also giving away some xbox merch uh which is great um and a little trophy uh which i thought was quite cool um as gimmicky as it sounds um with your i think it's like a little congratulations you're in the hall of fame um I know. What's the catch? How do you get in there? I want. Right. I want in. Well, so this is it. This is why I thought I'd talk about it because it's actually really interesting. So it's not your standard, you know, just enter and you're in a raffle and you could win. Right. Um. So I'll go through it bit by bit. So this is how it works. You register um, through Xbox's website. You can do it on your Xbox as well. Um, and you register with your gamer tag um, and you just sign into your Microsoft account. Um, mm-hmm. Once you're in. You then have to complete as many challenges and unlock as many achievements as you can throughout October to be uh, entered into that like uh, that draw, basically. Oh. I believe there is winners in each country, so it's not just global. Oh, awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the way... I mean, it was a bit confusing, I'll be honest. I kind of think, to be fair, one, one drawback to it is that Xbox could have made it a little bit more clear how it works. But I did some, some proper digging through their website to try and find out all about it. Um, there's different ways you can enter the Hall of Fame. Um, so you can either... Um, I actually got a few. So uh, here's a statement from Xbox. 
Some of the challenges are based on lifetime triumphs throughout this whole Xbox One generation. So depending on if you've got like legendary achievements on games and stuff like that, um, like from old, old games, you yeah. could be classed as someone who is hall of fame worthy um Ooh, they also put, i'm interested we are also celebrating gamers who have achieved greatness during the xbox one's time um it also then goes on to say in addition to this you could also have the chance of winning a 12-month subscription to game pass ultimate just for competing in the competition um and i believe the competition ends it's actually not long away i think the if unless i'm wrong but i think the end for the like the entries is around the 19th of october so next week i believe oh okay so it's not far um but i then dug a little deeper um to find mm -hmm. out what else i could find out so you can this is a couple of ways you can be considered for the um hall of fame achievement conqueror how many achievements have you unlocked this generation? Is it 5,000? Is it 10,000? Is it 15,000 or even beyond? All that matters is that you have more than any other player in your country. So Ooh. that's so, and this runs from November the 22nd of 2013 to October the 19th, 2020. So oh in that God. time period, how many achievements have you unlocked? Um, <laughs> oh I would say you were probably up there, Bradley, at one point. <laughs> at uh, one point, yeah. I remember getting an email saying I was like top 1%. I was such a nerd. Wow. But I haven't played, yeah, I haven't played Xbox in so long, though, so I must be like, um, well out of it. But. Game Pass Ruler. Hundreds of games have appeared in the Xbox Game Pass, but how many have you played? If you keep playing, you could secure your spot in the Xbox Hall of Fame. So, again... I'm guessing all this means is if you if you've played more games in the Game Pass than anyone else, you're likely to be in it, um, which is pretty cool mm -hmm. because it kind of makes me just want to download everything on the Game Pass and just go on it once, like and just start playing them. <laughs> um, but, I'm I'm pretty sure they'll have some way of checking, yeah. There's obviously but... a way around it, but um, <laughs> then you've got Gamer Score Legend again. I think you would have been up there at one point, Bradley. Gamer Score Legend, think you've earned more Gamer Score than anyone else this generation. Rack, rack up more over the next few weeks to seal your place in the Xbox Hall of Fame. Um, I'm definitely entering. Never and, know, might might still be there. And then. Also, this one's obviously not really any interest to you, but I thought it was cool that there's another way of doing it as well. Um, you can achieve, uh, you can also achieve a spot in the Hall of Fame if you uh, have Forza Horizon 4. They have made a track on there called the Hall of Fame Xbox Circuit. And if you can get <laughs> the fastest lap time on there, you also have a spot. Cool. I thought that was really cool because they've, they've thought outside the box. They've done something different. They've made it appeal to all gamers by calling it the Hall of Fame. Um, and aside from winning a new Xbox, who doesn't want a little trophy that says you're in the Xbox Hall of Fame? Yes, yeah, I, I would like that. Exactly. And um, I just thought it was really cool. And even the fact that, you know, you can just, you can even earn just, you know, a 12-month subscription to Game Pass Ultimate. I, even that's, you know, quite cool as well. Um, I mean, I have registered, but I think I probably registered a little too late. Um, but, but not just that, you know, I know full well I'm not up there with, you know, the high achievement hunters out there um, yeah. by, by no means. But I just thought it was a really cool little giveaway. And I thought it was so different from the usual, you know, um, just enter this raffle and, you know, we could just pick you out at random. You know, mm -hmm. just gives it yeah. a little bit extra. And it's going to cause so many gamers to be like, look, I'm dedicating some time to this. I want to I want to get I'm going to rack up as many achievements as I possibly can in the next couple of weeks. Or I'm going to go back and, you know, um, play Forza Horizon and I'm going to do that lap over and over again until I think I've got the quickest time. It's just, I think it's just a really cool idea to be honest. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, and I, I, and you know, I, I know I'm not going to win it, but equally 
I just think that's a just, I don't know. I, I'm really just amazed by it. And when I saw it, I, I, I really want to talk about it. Cause I just thought how, how, um, you know, how cool of Xbox calls, not the word, but I can't think of the word right now. I've just brains melted, but, um, how, you know, amazing for them to just think we're going to do a giveaway as they usually probably would, you know, give a chance to some people to win the console, but let's not just make it standard. Let's, let's, you know, really put some time and effort into how we do this. Um, and come up with something really cool. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I, I think it's awesome. And you're definitely like, if I, I've, register now and go. I've already, I, I've just done it. Have <laughs> you actually? Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, I'm definitely in for this. If like, you actually won it, like, just from all the time you used to spend on it. This, this is yeah. That was literally my reasoning. It's like oh, you never know. I have quite a lot of like you know gamer score built up over this generation. Yeah, maybe well, if, you, if you win it, can you give me the Xbox? You can keep a little trophy. <laughs> maybe you're gonna have a PC anyway, so it's not like you need the Xbox. Um, but yeah, so yeah. I mean, we'll see what happens with that. But yeah, I thought I just really won't talk about it to be honest. Um, but anyway, moving on to my last bit of news, which is actually uh, TV based. Um, okay, and I know that you're going to be as excited about it as I am, um, mm-hmm. and that is that. Lord of the Rings, the TV show um, being made uh, for Amazon Prime, um, yep. has actually resumed its filming, uh, which is obviously after a quite long break, and I imagine most due to COVID. Um, mm-hmm. But they, um, yeah, they're back resuming uh, their productions uh, in New Zealand is where they're filming, uh, and they've said that they've made good progress with the pro- with the show so far. Um, and I actually have got a couple of little statements as well. Um, the director um, J A by Bayona, Bayona. I'm going to say, if I pronounce that wrong, I'm terribly sorry. But um, he posted in his Instagram story, uh, sharing a photo of himself um, with various emojis, which were basically Lord of the Rings. It was like a little wizard, um, like a little person with a sword and all that sort of thing. So it was all Lord of the Rings based, a little elf on there and stuff. Um, And it said, uh, he has now completed more than half of the weeks of shooting on the show. Um, and then he also went on to say that he is in uh, charge of making the first two episodes um, for like, obviously they have multiple directors and stuff, but he's directing yeah. the first two episodes. Um, and they, he said that they are more than half of the way through filming uh, those, oh. those episodes. So that's obviously really promising. Um, it's obviously coming out on Amazon prime. Uh, with, that's mm-hmm. where you'll be able to watch it. Uh, there's no set release date, unfortunately, yet, which is a bit of a shame. But they have stated, yeah. obviously, that's due to COVID delays. Um, and I also added this in just because I thought it was really funny. Obviously, Lord of the Rings being the franchise, it is the huge franchise. Um, it, do you know how much it costs Amazon to have to make? No. For the rights for Amazon, um, they paid two hundred and fifty million dollars. Oh. <laughs> Two hundred and fifty million dollars. It's so worth it, though. Let's it be is honest. so worth it because they could so end up. Yeah, I mean, this is such a money pit, isn't it? But like that, they're not a money pit. Sorry, it's such a like a money. I mean, they're, they're going to make cash a, cow. Yeah, um, and yeah, two hundred and fifty million, and that's Jesus, just for the yeah. rights to make it. Um, and Amazon, yeah, and then, which, yeah, like, yeah we'll you've got it. actually, yeah. Now, yeah. now, how much to actually? Like, I wonder how much. I would like to know how much their budget is for making. Yeah. Oh, um, I mean, if they're willing to pay that for the rights, imagine yeah. their budget. Like, but like, you're I gonna, mean, gonna want to splash out if you do. You that. are. But if you think about it, obviously the main thing we want to talk about is: Are you excited? Oh, of course I am. I just, like, I, I, no I just, matter what, of course, like even if it's garbage, of course I'm gonna watch it and be like, oh, of course. <gasps> like, Lord of the Rings is is. Uh, when I was mean, the last Lord of the Rings out? Do you know? What do you mean, like the Hobbit? Not the Hobbit. No, the last Lord of the Rings. 
oh like 2001 2002 it was yeah so if you think, I, I literally like i'm like a law person so i know everything in the world and then but, you ask me one thing about like the real world i'm like i don't know <laughs> yeah i don't <laughs> even know real world stuff i don't even know what day it is today um <laughs> but yeah no it's i mean i'm super super excited about it i know chris would have been really excited about it as well he, he is um i know we spoke about it before but um yeah i just can't wait to see it i just i just want to see the world i want to see the the, the costumes you know the set mm-hmm. design um, exactly the character 2003 i just looked it up 2003 wow yeah uh, and yeah i just want to see the characters uh the casting you know the script i just everything i just want to know everything about this program like you know mm-hmm. I, just, I can't wait for the excitement of sitting down and watching the first. Do, do you think you'll spam watch it or do you think you'll watch it week? Oh, I think I'll have to spam watch it. I mean, I like spam watching things anyway, but yeah. um, I think I'll probably do like quite a few episodes a night instead. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, instead of all. But so I'll do like, I'll do like three or four. If they're like hour long episodes, I'll probably do like hmm. three episodes a night to try yeah. and split it up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, unless I'm off, if, I, if I'm in a holiday, then we'll just do it all and i'll probably end up spending yeah spending yeah, a day watching I mean, them yeah i mean we'll see when we get more news on it but i just can't wait and i know you are, we're all, all excited about it so um mm-hmm. i mean amazon bring us lord of the rings because <laughs> that's what yes we're... please um so yeah i mean that that's the news from us today unfortunately like like we've said um the teller cannot uh be here to give his news i'm sure he'd have something about um probably some halo news or some <laughs> or some cyberpunk news or some uh or what's the other one he always does uh dragon ball z something or yeah uh, yeah but yeah dragon ball z chris got covid um oh <laughs> um but yeah so um we're gonna move on uh, to the review segment uh which obviously we've both got short little reviews to do today um i'm gonna start off with mine uh which i again i'm really excited to talk about this um which is rogue company Okay. Uh, available on i think i think on steam as well i'm pretty sure um but i know it's available on uh console um all console so i i, I assume it would be on um pc as well um yeah, yeah so Rogue company sure if you cast your mind back to our early episodes um i mentioned Rogue company when it first when i first heard about it um and i said mm-hmm. do you remember yeah, it? Do you i remember, remember? said so it's a little 4v4 um like you know attack defend base game um, but it's third person so I didn't hear anything more about Rogue Company after that that time um, until recently. I saw um, on Xbox Home that it was being advertised, and I, I clicked on it, and it said you can buy the the free edition, which is just for you know you get the game for free. Um, obviously, there's all in store purchases if you want them, cosmetics, yeah. things like that. things that Zach thrives on. Um, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, so I downloaded it, and it's been sitting in my um in my library for about a week and i haven't touched it so yes uh, a couple of days ago i thought you know what i'm gonna give this a go so okay. i loaded it up on my own did the tutorial um then jumped into a couple of games and i've actually got a really funny story about this so um yeah the game works a lot like valorant um i would directly compare yes. it to valorant it's valorant but third person it's it's um you know so you play as these rogue agents um they work for rogue company and basically you drop into these maps uh, there's um two bomb sites on the most standard game mode which is demolition um mm-hmm. bomb sites a and b um you dive into the map which is quite cool a bit like a battle royale um it, at the start of each round you're in the drop ship and you just uh drop drop down onto the map so that that's a bit different um, is there is there any reason for doing that or is it? Um, I don't know. I think it's just a little choice. You you get like these little um, jetpack gliders, um, and you like you like they like little jet wingsuit basically, um, and you fall right. 
but it kind of gives you a little bit more freedom because you don't start at like a spawn area like as much as you do oh okay well as yeah. much as you do if you jump well you can actually push yourself further into the middle of the map before you yeah so you, you so can you kind get, of give yourself go a where you want to go yeah yeah, yeah. Right, okay starting standing still but essentially the reason i say it's directly like valorant um you start off each each character has their own abilities has their own um their own unique style um, but also their own loadouts um and what's really cool is the reason i'd compare it to valorant is that at the start of the first round um of each game all you start off with is a pistol um and then in that right. start you have a buy phase which is like valorant where you then can spend credits you earn from the last each round um whether you win or lose how many kills you get to purchase stuff for your character but okay. it's a bit more individual to valorant because each character not only has ability everyone has um they don't have multiple abilities they each have one 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 main ability but you also have a long line of perks that you can buy so okay perks, that's cool yeah so the perks will be things like um can sprint while reloading or um 25 percent more armor or yeah so like um, more on the passive side type yeah thing, um like. yeah um but but then each character has slightly different perks as well so they're not all the same which is really cool because depending on what sort of character they are depends on what sort of perks they have um yes so it's really cool and you start off with quite a few legend uh, legends sorry i'm talking about apex you start off with <laughs> agents but you can purchase more um using experience that you earn throughout leveling up um but i straight away found my agent or out of the ones i've got anyway Who's um, yours? And, it's, and it's basically bloodhound from apex because he's basically, <laughs> his name's dallas um and he's a former um a former law enforcer and basically he starts off with a revolver which i thought was really cool um like a big like like rick from walking dead revolver right um, um but his ability is to do a scan of the map in front of him um, See, and it highlights really all enemies. Okay. And I straight away was like, that's such an advantage. Like, I, I don't care yeah. what your abilities are. That's so cool. Um, but yeah, so I've played a fair few games on it now. Um, and I actually think it's a really good game. And I think it's got so much potential. And I love the fact that it's third person instead of first, like most others. Um, I yeah think, see uh, i always like something that does yeah. something a bit different you know yeah, it's, third, it's following that kind of formula it's a bit like yeah. valorant but yeah but it's that makes a huge right. difference that yeah. third person the third person element is actually because i you know as well as i do uh, as well as you know me well enough to know that i love third person games so mm -hmm. to have a third person shooter but like this is really different and really cool and i think it yeah really changes the gameplay as well because you wouldn't play this like you play valorant um, because in Valorant, you know, you take every corner carefully, you know, you strafe backwards and forwards and try and get that lucky yeah. headshot off and whatever. This is really like fast pace and like proper charging gameplay because you can crouch behind cover and obviously you can see in front of you because it's third person, you see mm -hmm. around you. Um, but it's really cool because like the buy phase has a lot involved. So you've got perks. Um, you also have to buy grenades if you want them. Um, you get like EMP grenades or proper grenades. Um, right. You've got your main ability. You then you start off with a pistol and each character has two primary weapons that you can purchase. Um, mm -hmm. But again, different from each other. Um, and not only that, but you can then upgrade your revolver or your pistol and you can upgrade the weapon that you purchase. So there's a lot of layering to the buy phase. It's not just, you know, um, buy the primary weapon, buy yourself um, your grenades, buy yourself your perks and you're all done because in actual fact, each one of those things can be leveled up multiple times to be right more of an advantage so when because it's like valorant i'm guessing um it's like a one life thing per round yeah one life um okay and, and what happens when you what happens when you die then 
So you die and you just watch the other players like Valorant. Um, but then I mean, in terms oh, of your oh, like perks, and... no, you keep it. Um, which is, oh, okay, that's really cool. Yeah, so you keep it all, um, and then, like I say, you keep it all, and then the only time it goes, it resets, is when you swap sides. So when you swap from attacking okay. to defending, so so you'll spawn scratch. with the guns and everything. You won't have to rebuy. Yeah, yeah. So until until the switching sides, but every yeah. time you oh, see, I like round, that. you'd spawn with the same stuff again and the same perks. Um, the only time it resets is like I say when you swap uh, swap sides. But equally, which I thought was really cool, when you swap sides, which is obviously mid game. Um, mm-hmm. you get a chance to pick a different agent if you want. Oh, that's also really so cool. You lock so you lock in like Valorant does, um, but then after the switch, you get a quick chance again. So to... it's basically like a mid-game reset, but with the it same is, opponents. Is, so you can kind of well, work out what your opponents want to do. And yeah, then kind and of like... yeah, exactly. That's that. really cool. And also the agents, obviously, some of them have a defensive strategy and some of them don't. So if you were playing as one that's like all guns blazing for the attack and then you switch to yeah. defense, you're probably doesn't not really going to play the same, same character. Um, so, yeah, I think it's really cool. And I really think they've done well as well to make each agent feel really individual. I mean, obviously, there's a lot I don't have at the moment, but I, I've looked at what their descriptions are. And even then, I think it's re- they're really diverse from each other. So um, I, I really like it. And I think... Um, I've actually asked Zach to download it today um, so we can play it tonight. And oh, um, nice. I feel like he's going to spend money in the store straight away because I went on there um, <laughs> and there's already really cool legendary skins and that on there. And I was like, even yeah, I was a bit tempted, he, You're going to so. get there and he's going to be like in gold-plated like outfits. Yeah, like you're before be like, he's even played a game. That, Zach, do you even... He's like, I never played it. No. But this is the thing though, is that one thing I was going to say, which is my kind of finishing note i think it's a really good game and i think he's actually got a real lot of potential and i love the fact it's free to play as well um for mm-hmm. anyone who wants to um and it's definitely going to be more fun with a team but i did play it for a good few hours without anyone so it's, it's definitely still fun okay so like um, yeah still enjoyable yeah but this is where my little funny story comes in with the last thing i say on it um mm-hmm. i did the tutorial which was fun quirky little you know tutorial um and yeah. then i went on to um demolition which is the standard game mode and i started matchmaking I got mm-hmm. into the lobby and I did, so it's up first to seven points is the winner, right? Like with the team. Um, yes. I did a flawless seven and oh, yeah, <laughs> in my first game. And I had about 19 eliminations um, throughout and there's... These against players. Yeah, like so rules. this is to hear me out. Yeah, so I did 19 eliminations and the person behind me had like six and I was like... I am way too good at third-person shooters, yeah? So I played another game, thought beginner's luck. Played another game um, and did another 7-0 and uh, flawless victory. And I was top of the leaderboard again. And I'm just like, I'm so good at this. And I text Zach and said, Zach, I'm like, I think I found my calling on this game. Um, and then I went to start another match. And um, I went to press start. And I realized it said demolition, but then in brackets, bots. <laughs> so I'm there I am thinking I'm, I'm a pro. I'm the- yeah, and I was playing. So basically, when you do the tutorial afterwards, it gives you a chance to practice each game mode in a bots match so that you know how the game mode works. Yeah, so I makes sense. I'd done that instead of, um, but <laughs> but the bots were acting like real players because like when I finished a round and won, all the other players were like shooting their guns off and spinning around in circles and stuff. So I was like, oh, these oh are... really? So yeah. they like programmed but, them to. I don't know if they. I don't know if weird, the people like on my people. team weren't bots. And it was and it was all your team and not. Oh like, yeah, it could it could be so, that. So it maybe, could be like a but then I still team. thought, wow, I'm well good because I was demolishing. Oh yeah, it's yeah. Um, but either way, but then like I say, I realised a bot. So anyway, long story short, I then went into a matchmaking lobby against real players yeah. and the first game I got absolutely spanked. 
Like literally, <laughs> like, we lost like seven three or something like that. The box um, training wasn't worth it. No, I lost like we lost like seven three overall, yeah. And I think I got a total of like three eliminations. Oh. And I was like, this has just killed my confidence. But I did. But to be fair, the more I played, the better I did get. And I actually, oh, I, yeah. I still stand by. I'm a decent player considering I've only just got it. But, um, but yeah, it's a, it's a great game. And um, and I actually as well. I'm 90% sure um, it already has crossplay as well. Oh, also, well, I'll jump on at some point. If you've, got, if, if you, I was going to say check, but I'm pretty. Yeah, sure no, it's on the Epic does. Store. I'm pretty sure. If, if it if like, it does, rather than we'll, we'll all get on it because you can get four player squads, obviously. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah it's it's wicked and it's definitely a quirky little game and it's just you know it doesn't have to have loads to it because it kind of in itself is pretty unique even though the the, the core element is you know taken from other games. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. But yeah, that's my review on uh, Rogue Company. Nice. So, uh, for my review, I um, I literally this week haven't uh, haven't really played much. Um, I've played Overwatch, but I don't really feel like I need to do an Overwatch review. Um, it would just be me rambling about how much I love Overwatch, and um, Overwatch Two will come out hopefully mm. uh, in the next like six months, and then I will get to do an Overwatch review. Um, so I kind of sat there and I was like, right, I'll go, I'll go a bit further into my into my game library and, and see what I've been playing somewhat recently. And um, a game that stood out and a game that I kind of wanted to just talk about, it's a really nerdy game. Um, and it's a few years old, actually, but uh, some people might not know about it because it is quite a, um, an indie game. Um, it has a little cult following kind of thing, but it's PC building simulator. Hmm. So there's a lot of simulator games out there. Um, I know things like farming simulator um, are quite popular, but, it, this kind of review is for anyone who who hasn't heard of PC Building Simulator, or um, is kind of looking at getting into PC building and and wants to know more about it. So I picked this game up not too long ago, to be honest, probably only about two months ago, and um, I got it while it was on sale, and I was kind of waiting for it to go on sale because I wasn't super fussed by it. Um, but I kind of always looked at it and thought mm, that could be really fun because i love pc building in in the real world i bought uh, i built my pc and I, i've built my brother's pc um so so i kind of wait for it to be on sale and then I, I grabbed it um i literally got it for like seven pound um so you know even if i didn't like it even if i found it boring it was fine yeah but honestly like i started playing it and then i realized that like the obsession and the ocd was kicking in and i was just i was just like playing it and playing it and playing it i was waking up and i was just playing it instantly it was just mm. fun it was just mindless fun because i enjoy that type of thing yeah, yeah um and i think anybody who likes um pc building will probably just have that kind of mindless fun yeah um yeah. it's the same with any you know simulator game um if you like that kind of thing it's just that mindless fun where you just kind of do it and you don't really think about it and it's like a great de-stressor um in a way it, it can be quite stressful but um so i can yeah. actually imagine it being quite stressful yeah that's what i mean yeah, to be fair like i i kind of saw it as a de-stressor but i was uh, like i'm obviously i know what i'm doing so yeah yeah so you know i kind of you're stuck yeah scratch yeah but to kind of like give you an idea of what you do you kind of you get uh, a little workshop um okay. which is basically a pc building and fixing just anything to do with pcs uh, yeah. as a company and it's a tiny little room um with one workbench and it's your uncle's and he leaves you um with this shop uh but like he still owns it um mm. but he kind of just leaves you with it and says like oh can you run it i'm going on holiday um for an, in an indefinite amount of time 
Like he will never come back. <laughs> so you could just be, he was standing there forever and always now. Yeah. Like literally you see you're, you're there, you're working in, in his shop. You don't, you know, you don't own it or anything. He owns it. So you're just, but you just keep all the like profits. It's very strange. Um, and then over the course of the game, the main kind of like thing you can do is um, slowly buy it off of him. Yeah. So you, um, you buy shares um essentially but he he's so dodgy this uncle right right <laughs> this uncle is like living it up on, on holiday and he's like oh can you lend me like five grand and obviously this is like company money technically <laughs> and so then he's like i'm, but, actually, but, I'm actually quite but, impressed because i didn't realize it had like an actual story like yeah so this is the thing and this like is a literal simulator where you just build and build and build yeah so so you have this little workshop and i'll, I'll get onto that in, in a bit but you, you basically you get jobs through emails um <laughs> that you can either accept or decline but obviously it's really pointless to decline and yeah. i've never really understood um, a few maybe kind of if you think oh it's not really worth my time doing that one um but i've i don't think i've ever declined a, a job because it just <clears throat> it maybe on the like really high difficulties because i only because i think you can only start playing on the like normal one so i just started on that and um yeah i i, I just didn't see a reason to decline anything um but yes you can you just accept the jobs through the emails um and you basically you'll finish a job and you'll get paid for it. Um, you get paid for like the expenses of the hardware if you need to buy anything. Um, and you get a little like an actual pay, like like the real world. You know, they yeah. pay they pay for the cost and they pay you for the actual the the service. Um, and then you have like some jobs will uh, have extra tasks, but they're like hidden. And then you'll get uh, a better review. So you have like a little review at the top, like how many stars your your shop's getting. Oh. Um, and they're like some of them some of them are really annoying though i'll be honest because oh, really because they're like hidden in there and some of them are really finicky so like some but the other thing is like some of these people are so needy they're so like ah, oh, you don't give me the best thing in the world type thing mm. like they ask you to like you know um i don't know clean the computer of viruses and then they're, they're putting in there oh i love like these new plastic um you know neon green cables and you're like i was literally doing an antivirus check and now you want me to take your whole pc apart <laughs> put in plastic green cables for free and then you'll give me a good review i was like you know you just sit there and you're like how does that add up in your head you don't yeah. ask someone for that you just say can you clean my pc and be done with it but yes yeah, so you get some really weird requests and they can be really frustrating um but at the same time it kind of adds a bit more um you know kind of depth to the game so you're not just um doing the same thing over and over again there is yeah, that little sure. like um because i love that's where my like ocd kicked in it was kind of like you go you go in for the day um kind of look through all your emails you plan what you need to do you know you, you start because uh, there's like just one website where you order all the parts you'll need uh, right. so you order all your parts i always get it like next day delivery and then you come in you do all your jobs and then do the exact same for the next day like so the, it just keeps rolling over yeah, um yeah. but there's actually like some really fun progression as well so you build up these funds obviously for the shop and then like i said the main kind of campaign is slowly buying shares in the company of your uncle um right. and then eventually you can like rename the company when you get to like 25 percent um but i mean i kind of ignored that i was like i don't really want to do that i kind of just want to um build up like the workshop so you can like uh pay for more benches okay. uh, more storage space um you can actually get like upgrades for yourself. So I, I got like the, the like max upgrade, which is kind of, uh, cause you do everything with the PC. So you actually have to manually unscrew every screw. Right. It sounds very tedious and it, 
it's all right at first, but then it does get very tedious. Hmm. Um, but I've got a tool that will just do all the screws for me. So, <laughs> so it will just be like a case of, oh, I select the part and then it kind of like, you know, I place it and then it will just screw itself in if it, it needs screws. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of like fun. And then obviously it's a lot quicker and you can like, you can get more jobs done. You, you know, it's that kind of process of, um, of progression. But the, the thing I really like about it as well is like, the, it, you know, there is this like uh, repetition of going through everything over and over again, but there is these really quirky little story threads um, with some jobs. So some right. jobs kind of uh, someone will come to you and they'll have this kind of like setup you know this story and then you'll do the job for them and then they'll come back again and they'll have a bit more of the story for you and then they'll come back again and maybe like you know two or three times later so um an example just like that i can think of off the top of my head is um one that kind of really made like you know when you kind of just like laugh to yourself Mm. because it's it's just so like real um it was a like a granny like um she was talking about how her grandson has asked her to get a PC so that she can talk to him over like Zoom. All right. And yeah, so, so she asked this and bearing in mind, so the email comes through in like all caps and really like poorly written, like, you know, like typical yeah, stereotyped, yeah. Um, can't really use email properly grandma. So she types through this email and she's like, oh yeah, my son's asked for this. Um, I don't really have a big budget. I just want something that will work. Yeah. So you build it. And then she comes back again. She's like, oh, yeah, my son said that, like, oh, this is playing up. So can you upgrade this? And then she's, she gets to the point. So she, you do that like three or four times. And then she gets to the point where it's like, oh, yeah, my, my grandson has said that um, it, it's still not working. And I'm going to need, like, the latest graphics card. Right. <laughs> and then oh, and then you end up building yeah he's just swindled her and she you've ended up building like a two grand pc and she's right. like oh my son my grandson's asked if he can just have the pc and he's gonna give me his laptop so basically <laughs> yeah, he's just swindler out of a yeah and it's just little things like that it's just seeing it all in caps and seeing her getting slowly swindled by a little grandson who's just like i want a pc and i'm gonna ruin my like grandma's funds for it and it's just little stories like that, that you kind of like while you're doing these kind of you know simple mind-numbing jobs you just kind of get attached to these little characters yeah that's really cool like that it's got like an actual you know like some reason for you to just keep going back to it as well yeah exactly rather than it just be like oh you know build me build another one fix my pc and it it would just become that repetitive cycle of like oh done 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 whereas you just get to actually read these emails and you get to um to like see these little stories and and it's nice like like you said it's something to come back to and be like oh i wonder how um this person's getting on and they normally always have like a conclusion so hers was like oh you know she gave the pc to her grandson and he got what he wanted yeah um but there's like loads of others and i don't want to go into too many because you know it's essentially spoilers for the game um but yeah so they're just like really nice little story threads and i'll probably say that's one of its actual like strongest points um, yeah even though it's not really anything to do with the game um in terms of like its core its core is built around this simulation um but yeah and that's kind of like the the last like thing that i would i would say is that um it's a really decent tool um i would say decent not amazing but definitely really decent to to actually learn in pc building and i'd recommend it to anyone that was trying to to get into it but is a bit unsure or just wanted to kind of learn about it and never actually wanted to do it in real life yeah um because like i said you do everything so you start off and um 
you actually have a case and then you put the motherboard in and you go through it step by step. And I'm pretty sure that um, I've never clicked on it, but I'm pretty sure there's a, an option in the menu to actually learn step by step. So the game oh, will right. take you through it. Um, so if you are brand new to PC building, you don't know anything about the parts. I'm, I'm pretty certain that it will take you through it and it will tell you what each part does and what it's for. That's really um, cool. Yeah. Which is, and it's obviously like, it's a hassle free way to get into it without um, actually committing to it if you know what i mean yeah because obviously pc building is not a cheap thing obviously it can be cheap but um but people i know i like i've talked to people in the past that have been a bit scared of kind of messing things up with hardware and and being like oh i I, you know i i'm not no good with diy and i'm like no it's simpler than you think i try and explain but they're always very like no and it's not for me but this is that perfect thing where it's like the chance to do it without yeah, that perfect 3D representation of what it would be. And obviously, if you mess anything up, oh, who cares? It's just like, you know, it's just a game. Just, it, nothing will ever break permanently. It no, will no. the new parts. Um, so, yeah, it's just the one downside I would say is, like I kind of mentioned already, is that it obviously will get quite repetitive. And that's kind of why I took a break. Um, because it, it does just end up becoming like, oh, I've done this job a million times. Um, but it will definitely be a game I go back to and I'm kind of being like edging towards it again because it is really addictive because you, you just do these jobs and you want to do them you yeah, know, as quickly yeah. as and efficiently as possible. But yeah, I know it probably wouldn't be something you're super into, but um, no, I just kind but, of wanted to bring it up on the podcast yeah, for anybody yeah, yeah. who's like thinking about it. No, I mean, even for me, like, yeah, obviously initially it's not something I would jump to. Um, but at the same time, I actually think that's really cool. And I, it's even surprised me to be honest, because it surprised mm. me with, how much depth there is to it because I didn't. Yeah. Think- Cause you kind of look at it and you think it's going to be a really simple. Cause that's what I thought. That's why I kind of held off for a long time. You thought it's just going to be like, Oh, there you go. Slap a PC together. You've built it. <laughs> and that's the that's game. It. Yeah. But, but yeah, it's, there's a lot more to it. And it was definitely the progression that kept me coming back. Cause um, like you basically start off what is like five years ago and you, right. you level up um, and you, you unlock new parts. So I'm, I'm essentially up to where we are today um like with all the so like i was telling you about um amd releasing their new thing yeah yeah. um so that will eventually go into the games they're constantly updating it um that's really cool yeah so it was a cool moment when i could finally build my pc in the real world and then use it in the workshop um it's just one of those little nerdy things that it's like haha look it's my pc yeah Um, and you can do like peripherals as well so i had like um my mouse and keyboard and oh, it's just wow. like little things like that and um the, the other thing that i think is really underrated like i don't know why i was really impressed but because obviously you're using a computer in the simulate like in the simulation you're constantly using the computers um and you have your workstation where you have to like order the parts and things and get your emails yeah um the monitor desktop in the game uses your real world desktop like, oh really like image yeah and i don't know why it's probably so simple to program but in my head i was like that's so cool because <laughs> it felt so immersive you know like that was my desktop in the game um but yeah that's just like one of those like things that for some reason i'm impressed with no it's um, mad though it is just like it's that first moment that you actually go into the game and i, I go and sit in the computer and it's my desktop and i'm like oh, that's my desktop <laughs> Yeah, and then you go back to my actual desktop. I'm like, oh, it's not my desktop. It just looks like my desktop. But yeah, yeah, really that's weird. really impressive though. And I even I was like, you know, I like I say, I'm impressed just by all that information, really, just because I didn't expect anything like that to be honest. When you first said you was talking about it, yeah, 
I'm glad. I know you probably will never play it, and I respect that. You know, you've never really been into PC building and stuff. No. But um, yeah, I just kind of wanted. I, that's why when I was looking through, I kind of wanted to pick a game that um, I think someone uh, listening might be interested in if they haven't heard about it. Yeah, of um, course. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, if anybody is listening and kind of thinking about getting into PC building, wait for it to go on sale. Get it for like seven quid. It's not really you know a major expense. Um, yeah, and just have fun with it. Just have fun with it, yeah. Um, no, okay, that's yeah. That is like I said. I'm really, I actually am really shocked because, like, like I said, I knew nothing about it, but I really didn't expect that much detail in it. I thought it was literally just a simulator where you just build PCs. Like, I, mm-hmm. obviously, that would probably never interest me. But, um, but yeah, I, I actually <laughs> think that's that's really impressive, to be fair. And I think it's a great way, like you say, it's a great tool for people to get into it if without the the, the aggro, you know, of yeah. so much aggro anyway. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Oh, okay. Well. Anyone who wants to learn how to build a PC without actually buying the parts, then uh, go check it out. Um, but yeah, so um, obviously we don't, like I say, we don't, uh, this has been a kind of a improv episode. So we do have just one more segment before we uh, close up today's episode. And uh, that is just an overview um, of something we've talked about quite a few times before and actually even last week um, on the podcast, which is uh, the boys uh, TV show, which we've mentioned quite a few times, Uh, but this is about season two. um, And what it is, is uh, me and Bradley have both finished season two. Um, So we just want to do a quick overview really on how, you know, our impressions on the season. Um, And then we'll do a a little, little spoiler section just where we talk about some things from season two. So obviously we'll let you know when, and then kind of skip that. But yeah, so uh, Bradley, why don't you start off with uh, your overall thoughts uh, first and foremost? Yeah. So we, we actually talked about it um, earlier on, on a previous episode about how the season two kind of starts off slow, especially coming off of such a high of, um, of season one, like so far, so like, um, you know, frenetic. And then he just kind of drops and it's like, Oh, it's a bit like back to, back yeah. to basics. We're back in the safe house and it's yeah. like very slow burn. Um, but we, we binge watched season two over the last like two or three days um, for the last like six episodes. And I think it ramps up so well um, in terms of pacing. Cause Agreed. it, it just has that that really slow burn. And you're like, oh, okay, it's not boring. Don't get me wrong. It's not like oh, no, you know, no, no. Episode one and two are awful. It's just they don't really do much, and then it just slowly, like you, you're into three, and then suddenly four's ramping up, and then five's getting really good, mm. and then by the time you get to episode eight, it's such a high like octane. You know, it's yeah. just it's so good, and you're so invested. Um, but yeah, I overall thought it was a really good season. I actually think it, it ended up switching it. It's probably better than the first one. Uh, do you know what? So I'm really glad you described it that way. Um, I felt the exact same. Obviously, my thoughts I had initially shared um, a week ago or so, uh, or a couple of weeks ago, just kind of saying that my thoughts were that it was slow. Um, the first, I'd watched the first five or six. And uh, in fact, no, sorry, about the first four or five. Um, mm-hmm. And I felt like it was really slow um, in the first sort of one or two episodes. Um, and it, it kind of felt a bit like it was taking us back to the start of the show. Like it was almost yes. like it was trying to introduce everyone and remind you who everyone is and where they are. Um, yeah. Which I didn't like, I'll be honest. And it did kind of make me think maybe I wasn't going to enjoy this season, but I was really wrong because mm-hmm. 
the program just does all of a sudden. And you, it's kind of like you don't even realize you're being dragged along until all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, we're moving at 100 miles an hour. And this is exactly. Crazy. Um, and that's what and I, I love about it. Is and I felt like realization when you're yeah. like, oh my God, this is so good. <laughs> yeah. And I felt like the way that the show, um, the way that they build all the way through um, until the very end episode, um, it was a, a gradual, but almost really drastic climb. Um, yeah. And it does become so, I felt like, we'll talk about it a bit more detail in a minute, but I felt like the last two episodes, I was like on the, like I was so hooked and I was just like, mm-hmm. I didn't see this episode, this last episode. Um, yeah. And even the last episode, I felt like really felt like if we didn't know there was a season three coming throughout that episode, it felt like it could have been the climax of the show. Did you not think it was so dramatic? Yeah, but dramatic. then I got to like the last 10 minutes and I went, well, this, you know, this is why yeah. we need a season three. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Agree. But it's weird, isn't it? Cause it, it did kind of, you know, if you'd never been told season three was being made. Yeah. Um, it definitely could have led up through to that last episode. You could have been, yeah. Oh, this is the end. Yeah. Like this is mm-hmm. where it's all going to go wrong. Um, but yeah, it was, um, it was definitely as good as the first season, if not better. Um, but it did take its time just with the first few episodes, I thought, getting there. But maybe, maybe I was just being too impatient. Um, but yeah, I'm glad you felt the same way as me. Um, obviously, we know there's a season three coming. We've talked about it. We talked about Jensen yes. Ackles joining the show, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to see that. Um, even more so now that I've seen the end of season two. Um, yes, definitely. So, I'll be really interested to see how they put his character into this storyline. Um, what was your, we'll do just quick little things without any spoilers first. Um, what was your opinions on the addition to the show of Stormfront? I like it a lot. Yeah. Like I, in a, in a love hate way. Yeah. Yeah. In a, yeah. You know, like in a really good, um, hatred, horrible way. Like, like, yeah, when, like she's just not like when Negan oh. joined the walking dead. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Love That's hate. a perfect example. Yeah. And I'm so glad you think that because I was the same. Um, and actually, I think she has a really, really good character um, because mm-hmm. when she joins initially, she joins the the seven and she almost comes across really cool um, and really, um, yes, like, like she's going to be your new favorite character. Yeah, like really badass. Yeah, like, yeah, and like the fact that she does what she care, Yeah, and she doesn't care yeah. about the fame. She doesn't care about the publicity. You know, she just does her. Um, and... I really like that. And then she just has this drastic flip and it's like, whoa, what just happened? Mm -hmm. And I mean, without going into details, the, some of the scenes in this season were just so dark, weren't they? Like, (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs) Um, And it kind of is so weird, isn't it? How you can't help, but keep watching though. Oh God, no. Yeah. It's that morbid curiosity. You just want to see more and more like dark stuff. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It's really disturbing, but it's great. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And you know, like, um, yeah, like I say, I mean, I love the casting in this program. I think Homelander is fantastic in his character. In fact, you know what? I think the casting overall is brilliant um, because I Mm -hmm. think all of them fit their characters so well. Um, Mm -hmm. I do especially love Homelander. I think he's a fantastic actor. Um, and I think he plays same and I don't know him from anything do I. else I don't know him from yeah um, which is kind of sad because yeah he's no I reckon he'd be but I don't know what I don't know if he's been in anything major or not but he's, he's definitely the first I think player. after this you know it will definitely pick up something yeah and it's too good let's have to, a look. to be dropped so he's actually from New Zealand did you know that no so he he's also doing an accent which yeah so normally I can pick that up and I could not, he's no. really good. I've just 
had a quick look. So he was in Banshee, the TV series. Um, outrageous fortune I've never heard of. Without a paddle, American Gothic, Wish You Were Here, um, hmm. After the Waterfall. Yes, yeah, so, I mean, no, not really anything I would, I've known. I'm, I'm no, me neither. I, I, mean, I, knew, I know about Banshee, but other than that, that's, that's your lot. Do, and he, do you know what I like about you, you telling me that he's from New Zealand? Go on. The fact that he's the all-American hero. Yeah. And he literally wears the stars and stripes, the stars and stripes, and, <laughs> and he's not even from America in real life. That's brilliant. But yeah, so um, obviously, yeah, yeah the, the show is fantastic. I can't wait for season three now. Um, there's such good character development all the way through this season. Such good character mm-hmm. building. Um, there's some really horrendous scenes. There's some. There's there is. I'll be honest. The humor picks up as it goes on. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they're, they're, and I thought it was just just like the first season, but better to be honest. Um, and then now that you obviously are knowing these characters and building this relationship with these characters, all the more exciting. Um, we're gonna, unless you have any other pointers to make about that season, Bradley, um, we can do a quick little uh, spoiler talk. No, I think you know, everything that I'd talk about would be in spoilers. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna go into a spoiler now. Um, obviously there's to be honest we, we can't give you exact time frames of how long we're going to talk about spoilers but just skip ahead a little if you don't want to hear spoilers um and obviously just check if we're still talking about this then skip keep skipping um and then you know we'll uh we'll do a quick uh, close off of the show after so um we're in our spoilers now that is your final warning um bradley what's the first thing you want to talk about what scene stands out for you what scene stands out yeah like when i think of the series i think i think of like one scene is like a standout scene. I don't know why. Why well, I do know why. Okay. You... Number scene uh or scenes that stand out. Scenes um, that you, you think of the series as a whole. That's the first thing that comes like, to mind. Right. There was num- that moment. Number one was when Homelander obliterates that crowd in his head with the laser. Okay, yeah, that that was definitely one of them. Because one the I think of because at the time I thought it was really happening. No, so basically in my head, I could see him getting so frustrated and I, I said to myself, he's going to blitz that crowd. Yeah, so did I. And then he did it and yeah. I was like, oh, I knew it. And I was sitting there talking to Alexa going, oh, I knew it. And then it like cut away and I was yeah. like, oh, I kind of felt that as well. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, like you kind I of thought he wouldn't really time. risk doing that, would he? For, yeah. But, but it was... You but I knew they would that. visually want to show that on screen. Yeah, of course they would. And it was, yeah. it was kind of beautiful, wasn't it? The way it was done. Oh god, yeah. Looks so good. But um yeah, so that one comes to mind. Um another scene that comes to mind for me um was um the last episode um was Homelander coming out of the house with after those SWAT the 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 (laughs) soldiers went in the house. Um and he come out and the suit was covered in absolute like body bits and gore (laughs) and his his hair was like red with blood, like soaked. That was uh, pretty iconic. Um because that for me um that and actually i've got something to say about that that for me was his turning point um mm-hmm. he's um he's lost it now and yeah because um, that's vault going up against it yeah and um for me i saw earlier today um season three has already been teased in two words um, yeah i've seen this too homelander um and the two words that they've used to describe him in season three is homicidal maniac which is is exactly what i kept saying throughout the season i kept saying that he's He's this god, you know, yeah. god tier superhero or yeah, yeah. you know, super villain. Really. Yeah, yeah. He's um, Superman essentially, isn't he? Without, exactly. As far as we and, know, without the Kryptonite. <laughs> yeah, that is exactly what I was going to say. He literally could obliterate the world, mm. and the only thing that's stopping that is his love of attention. Yeah. If there was no one left to give him attention, he wouldn't be happy. He so just the minute. Yeah. 
he's just keeping everyone alive for the attention, which is mm. quite he, worrying that people are yeah. slowly, yeah, getting negative towards him. Is he just? He's kinda... not going to get that positive attention. Yeah. He just it's... will obliterate it. Um, yeah. And we started yeah. to see that already in him with the, you know, I can do whatever I want because he can. Mm-hmm. He knows yeah. that now as well. He knows he can do whatever he wants. Um, yeah. The only thing keeping him in check is that he has to appear positive in the public eye. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden he's got a bad name. So, um, what? So what scenes stand out for you then? Uh the the whale. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> like I just instantly think of deep and the whale. That that scene just, was awful. Oh, it was. I and felt like, bad for even laughing. I did. Yeah, exactly. You do because it's such a poor little thing. He didn't yeah. ask for this. Deep brought him into yeah. this, and it's the, the way boat he goes hands on him, acting like all proud of his hands on his hips. And then, he, yeah, and then he's like slowly realizing what's about to happen. Yeah. He puts his arms up, like no, and it it just happens. Of course, Billy Butcher is going to drive through the whale. He wouldn't go bit, around it's it. The bit, it's the bit afterwards when they all get out of him, and here he just lays there in his intestines. Just, yeah, he just, just doesn't like, move. I think I'm just going to stay here. <laughs> Oh, and you know what's really sad about that scene? Did you see the heartbeat in the background? Still going, yeah. Yeah, he's still alive and he's yeah. trying to like, you know, keep himself alive. And, and he was just sitting there and in no one's guts. doing anything. Yeah, and yeah. it was awful, wasn't it? Um, it's so weird. Yeah. Like you just, that's the kind of like thing that, right. that's why it stands out. Yeah, because it just, it's the show. It's the boys. It's that so is summed up. Yeah. Gory. A giant and... whale on the screen and it's about to get obliterated. <laughs> yeah. And you're about to see every bit of it as well. Uh, <laughs> it, you feel yeah. terrible about it. Um, is that the number one for you? Is there any more? Yeah. That like, I wouldn't say it's like the number one scene or anything, but it was a scene that like, it, Dude, when I think of season two, I, 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 wow. Like, yeah, you just you you know you couldn't go in from season one and think boat through a whale. They're going <laughs> like, to obliterate a whale. It just with doesn't. A yeah. yeah, it just it's doesn't. Yeah, it's just so you don't know how you get there, but when you no. do, you're like, wow. Of course, you of know, course, that would happen. Of course, exactly. Of course, yeah. it would happen. Yeah. What um, are the other bits that stand out massively? Uh, the 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 bit in the the courtroom where oh oh my god with their heads yeah. Where yeah. everybody starts wow. exploding. That or was decapitations. So, they they called that, it. I that think. made me laugh so much. That bit. I I shouldn't have. It was. I so, just yeah. <laughs> the people the falling horror. made me laugh because people falling in the blood and slipping over and, that. and not knowing what to do. Yeah. But what got me is the confusion on Homelander. Like yeah. he's just so like, what? I'm not doing this. I could, but I'm not. Just exploding. And he's just turning. He's just like, what's going on? Like, yeah, that was. I forgot about that. How did I forget that scene? That was amazing. That scene. Just because it's so random as well yeah like you're you're so ready and like the doctor's there yeah and he's he, he's gone and like you lose something you lose um a train's replacement yeah 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 yeah. i call him speedy boy too he's gone yeah he's gone yeah there's just so many you're like oh gone the judge uh, it just all happens in yeah like a matter of seconds and, and then it's, it's done and you've just got confused homelander in the middle like and stormfront I guess, that but... made me jump earlier in the series when uh, they were talking to the cia lady and her head exploded yeah, so who do you think that is? It, uh, I don't Cause know. Because I originally thought it was, before I remembered the CIA uh, lady, yeah. Rainer, is it? I th- before Rainer. Rainer, yeah, yeah. I thought it was the person in the asylum thing. That, oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember she could look at someone 
yeah and make them explode so i yeah, yeah. assumed it would be the same type of thing yeah. and then i said oh but that doesn't really fit for rainer right, the right yeah no and then uh alexa actually said but what because obviously they've had them there for a while what if she took her out and told her to do that and then took her back so oh, maybe, there yeah. is a there's the potential for it because but we never found out what happened to her did we she she no left. she just kind of leaves yeah, yeah. and we were kind of left in the dark and obviously she seemed very powerful oh yeah because so, she crushed that that was brilliant where she blew that guy up the, in the hallway yeah. that's the guy so, why uh, that that scene was actually really funny as well um when they say when she says why are you uh, he's not our friend with with um um lamplighter or whatever he's saying yeah and, and why you dress like him yeah and then she's <laughs> it just run yeah <laughs> and, they, and then they're just instant like you know instantly working with lamplighter in that moment because yeah. of that i liked him i, I like yeah that's what i was gonna say i thought he, he was really good he was in um, the following i don't know if you ever watched that with kevin bacon um he was in i never that. watched that but i just remember it because he's he's ice man isn't he yeah ice man yeah, yeah bobby yeah. sean ashmore but he was in um I'm quantum break that's why I quantum break yeah yeah but i remember yeah. him from um the following and i really like his character in that as well and quantum break um okay so yeah i was really glad to see him in it but then obviously um as we know yeah, we he doesn't don't... make it to the end of the season no and it's like oh, oh i'm sorry when we're talking about disturbing bits that bit was awful when Huey had to cut his hand off with the glass <laughs> It was so nice. But was, how did they make these bits enjoyable to watch? I know, but like other was, things you'd just cringe and you'd kind yeah. of like want to look away, but it's just funny. Like when you think so manky's arm and everything. And I was just like, it was the way it was <laughs> yeah. welchy. And I was just like, oh, can you imagine how he, he runs into um, to Annie with, with her yeah. mum and he's got the hand. She looks at him like, what? She goes, is that a hand? And he goes, yes, it is. We have to go. Um, <laughs> It's like really, yeah, it is. Um, it really I think, is. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed the season. I, and, you know, like I say, um, well, the one last real spoiler for me, obviously, which is the most important one, um, was the ending. Like, um, obviously, the ending, or the end sort of 15 minutes or 10 minutes or so. Um, I thought that was very sad um, with the obvious, which, in fact, I'm not even going to say, but the obvious one um, uh, to do with Billy. Um, obviously, I thought that was sad. Um, Mm-hmm. but kind of I felt like it was a really good direction to take it um, oh, definitely because it annihilates I wanted then, that to happen yeah because it then removes his agenda for, many... season, for season three yeah um, exactly. which would be interesting to see how it changes him um, I I did you know it was coming with, <sighs> with a little kid I, I knew but you had the feeling yeah yeah and I actually, well, and, and like I said, I kind of wanted it to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she annoyed me. Yeah, and the little kid, obviously, that, that, that was really funny earlier in the season where he was trying to get, Homelander was trying to get the boy to use his powers and he pushed him off the roof. And yeah. Oh, that was brilliant. When he just I was like, he, he's not going to be able to do it. And, and then he just pushed just him off <laughs> the ground and he just makes that thud sound. And yeah. you're just like, that's so good. Um, but oh. yeah, um, I'll tell you what scene for me stood out as well. Not as like the most memorable, but just as actually, I, I thought it was a really cool scene. Um, and I was sat mm-hmm. there with a big smile on my face. Um, I loved when Starlight, Queen Maeve and, um, oh God, what's that yes. name? Yes. Yeah. Name? The other one. Wait, uh, Kimiko. Yamiko? Yeah, Kimiko. Kimiko, yeah. Where she, yeah. the three of them were fighting Stormfront. Yes, and I just love the boys like yeah. watching. And girls like, do get it done. And they're just <laughs> yeah. they're just stamping on her and kicking, the, and the, the blood oh, was so good. Even that the blood was going everywhere, and I was like, this is just epic. Like literally, it's so cool. And seeing <laughs> them all work together, and I think Queen Maeve's such a cool character as well. She annoys me a little bit, 
Yeah, but she annoys she me as well. Cool. Like that's the thing she does annoy me as well. She seems very like, oh, I'll do, I'll, I'll help, and then it's like I hate everyone in this world. And yeah, it's like, but but you I'll kind help. of I think that's kind of the point of her character though, isn't it? Because she's she's so conflicted because she wants to yeah. do good, but she's being like held accountable. Oh yeah, definitely, she does it right. But and that's what I'm saying. Just, yeah, she's she's got me. I'm like, just be a good guy. Just I be a like, good guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, I thought that scene was epic, and I, I it was. I, I'm so now excited for season three. I just hope it doesn't take long. Um, mm. and I'm really interested to see where season three goes with um, uh, Jensen Ackles' character. Obviously, if he's supposed to be like the big original superhero, then. <laughs> He's got to have a serious impact. Is he going to be a good guy or is he going to be a really bad guy? Um, I don't know. I don't know whether there's like any good guys that are superheroes super apart guy. from like Starlight and Kimiko. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll have to wait and see what happens with that. But I'm super excited to see how it how it turns out and where the storyline takes us with season three. Um, I love Billy Butcher so much. I think he's so brilliant. Um, just the way he talks for me. So and I'm not going to say how he's how he speaks, but there was one bit that just was like, that is the most Billy thing ever. Um, and it was right at the end. Um, you know, when, Oh, when he's talking to his son. Yeah. But when they come to collect the, when they the CIA people come to, uh, uh, yeah. And he's, and he's like, just, remember what I told what's you. What's the one thing I told you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said that, I said that perfectly sums what he, you know, what he is. That is literally the whole entire being. Yeah. And unfortunately uh, I'm not, we're not going to repeat it on the podcast. No, but it's but just, that is the most Billy Butcher sentence ever. Don't and be. it's the way he says it with no, with no like. Yeah, the no kids like no thing, and he just says it, and then gets in the car, and that's it. And he's been raised so right by his mum as well yeah. to not do anything like bad. That. So yeah, and then yeah, Billy just so as soon as Billy's just yeah corruption. Just as soon as he gets his hands on him, but I did, yeah. I did have one little um one little peeve about the end episode, and it's not because I didn't I didn't want it to happen. Don't get me wrong, but there was one thing that was annoying me a little bit. You know the end bit where um the kid was standing behind Billy, and Billy was standing there with a the crowbar, and Homelander was in front of him. Yes, and there was this massive debate, and then Queen Maeve steps in and saves the day. Yes. For me, it was just like, it's a little bit annoying because I'm just like, realistically, Billy's standing in front of him. What is he going to do if, if the thing he just decides to obliterate him? Oh, yeah, nothing. And it's, no, it's nothing the fact that like, it's like he could just obliterate him there and then. And Billy stands there with that scowl on. And I'm just a bit like, really, mate? Like, what are you actually going to do? Yeah, like, he couldn't even, I don't know. He couldn't even hit Stormfront and do any damage. So what on earth is he going to do again? <laughs> oh, yeah, that was so pathetic. He's like, with, doom, with the crowbar. Doom. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, th- I think obviously it adds the tension, I guess, but it's just like realistic yeah. Homelander could just destroy you. Honestly, um, yeah. I thought it was really funny as well. Um, uh, Black Noir, um, uh, obviously he's like this un- indestructible force. Oh, so. do, you, do you like his little, his little weakness? He, yeah, I thought it was really funny. Just that it's like oh, the most bizarre like human thing ever. <laughs> I think that's the point. It's like, it so, so yeah. yeah. And then suddenly you're like, oh, is that it? That's his kryptonite. It's so bad, isn't it? But yeah. And, it, um, and I thought, I even thought the addition this time of the church with um, the deep and all that was really funny. Like same. Yeah. I said if if the deep wasn't such a creep um, yeah. in the first season, yeah, he would be the most lovable character because he's so, such yeah. a loser. Yeah, because he is such a loser, and he's trying to tip <laughs> it, and he's just awful. He's such a loser. He just can't do anything right. He's just constantly messing up or getting like dumped on by everyone else. And it's just, 
Oh, even the fact that A Train comes in, he brings A yeah. Train in, and then yeah. he takes his slot. Yeah. He's just, he just, ah, oh, you can't, you can't. You like, talk about one poor scene, guy. One scene in the season that made me feel really uncomfortable was when his gills were talking to him. I thought it was horrible. <laughs> Loved that. I thought, was, <laughs> I thought that was brilliant. No, it, it was so weird. Made me feel really uncomfortable. But yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that's 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 it for me. I I love the season. I'm so glad no. uh, it built. I'm so glad it did build um, in the way that it that it was expected to. Um, and yeah, I'm so excited for season three now. Bradley, any any thoughts? No. Bradley. No. No. Just no. you. No. So yeah, Sorry. my mic disconnected for a second. Oh, that's all right. No worries. Um, so yeah, I mean that's it for us. Um, we don't obviously have a quiz today, unfortunately, because. Uh, it was uh, the teller's job to do the quiz, and obviously uh, he's uh, he's now in his uh, his cave for the next two weeks. So um, yeah, and we'll, I'm not sure it would have been the the most fun quiz with just one person. No, just me, so me uh, testing you or you testing me. Yeah. So we're gonna um, we're gonna finish the episode there, um, and yeah, we're obviously we'll keep you updated with next week's episode. Um, if we can't have um, the teller back, we may look to see if we can get a guest on or something. Um, maybe. Mm-hmm. Just- out but we'll maybe be a little bit more prepared and have some more um more content for you guys but um yeah so that's it from us today unless bradley has any closing thoughts um yeah i just would like to say that i've enjoyed the this podcast like uh you know a lot it's been really fun actually um Mm. but yeah i'm looking forward to chris coming back on yeah it's it's one of those things it's it's not the same without really good but yeah yeah it's there's always a little third missing yeah Another person's so, yeah. voice, yeah. Chris, yes. so, Chris, Chris yeah. And uh, yeah, we'll be back soon. Uh, that's it. See you later, guys. See you guys.